The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, Lord. Before the feast of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to pass from this world to the Father. He loved his own in the world, and he loved them to the end. The devil had already induced Judas, son of Simon the Iscariot, to hand him over. So during supper, fully aware that the Father had put everything into his power, and that he had come from God and was returning to God, he rose from supper and took off his outer garments. He took a towel and tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel around his waist. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Master, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but you will understand later. Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, Unless I wash you, you will have no inheritance with me. Simon Peter said to him, Master, then not only my feet, but my hands and head as well. Jesus said to him, Whoever has bathed has no need except to have his feet washed, for he is clean all over. So you are clean, but not all. For he knew who would betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and put his garments back on and reclined at table again, He said to them, do you realize what I have done for you? You call me teacher and master, and rightly so, for indeed I am. If I, therefore, the master and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash one another's feet. I have given you a model to follow, so that as I have done for you, you should also do. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, it's a great joy to be with you this evening and uh, Thank you for your presence and, and being here for this Mass of the Lord's Supper as we begin the Triduum. And, uh, you know, it's like that holiest celebration of the year as we go through this next three days. And, and um, I'm just truly grateful to God for, for my priesthood and, um, and just for all of you. And today, that's what we really commemorate. We commemorate the institution of the priesthood and the institution of the Eucharist and, and how right before our Lord goes to his passion and death, 
He takes bread and he says, this is my body. Do this in remembrance of me. And he takes the cup and he says, this is the cup of my, the, the new covenant in my blood. Do this in memory of me. And there's this amazing thing that happens, which is that the, the apostles who are there, they receive the Eucharist before the Jesus goes to his passion and death. And, uh, and, and what will be our Lord's way of remaining present and uniting himself to us for, for the next 2,000 years, they receive in an anticipatory way. They receive it ahead of time. And it reveals our Lord's desire to be in communion with them as he goes through his passion and his death. Right? That he desired to be in communion with them as he goes through his passion and death. That, that as they receive his body and blood at the Last Supper, they're united with him in a, in a very particular way. And he's united with them in a very particular way. So that as he goes through everything he goes through on Good Friday, he does that in union with them, in union with all of their suffering. He suffers in union with our suffering. And when he gives his life on the cross, he does that in order to redeem us. Because he's drawn us into, he's drawn us into that moment. And in a particular way for the apostles, he's calling them to participate in his passion. To be united with him in his passion. But we can never forget and and miss out on the fact that, that he has united himself to ours in our passion. That means like in all of our confusion and in all of the ways in which life doesn't make sense to us, in the ways we struggle with sin, in the ways we struggle with conflict, in the ways that we struggle because of sins that have been committed against us whenever we have felt like we don't belong or we've been pushed out or we're misunderstood, our Lord united himself to all of that. And his desire is to enter into that. And as we go through these three days, we go through these days of, of him entering into those hardest moments of our life in order to transform them so that we can then share in his resurrection. And so that means every time we ourselves receive communion, like we enter into that union with him so that his life becomes our life. And it's a touch point where we're reminded of the fact that that he's walked with us in everything. Today we're also reminded of the necessity of allowing him to do that for us. You know, when he goes through and he washes the disciples' Feet, you know, Peter is such a great person in the Gospels. And, you know, as we're preparing for confirmation next week, I told all the confirmation class, you know, Peter's my confirmation saint, which, which I really chose because I was lazy 
um, like because I just like was too lazy to look up obscure, you know, saints from the third century or something like that. And, uh, and we had to pick a saint. And I was like, uh, Peter, he was the first pope. I'll pick him. But, but he's, it's been such an amazing kind of a thing as I reflect on it in my lifetime because I've been very much like him in my lifetime. I've been very much like our Lord desires to serve me. And I'm like, ah, I don't think I need that. Are you going to wash my feet? You're not going to wash my feet. You're too good to wash my feet. And, and I'll just figure it out myself. And then our Lord reminds him, like, he says, if I don't wash your feet, you have no inheritance with me. And then he kind of goes overboard in going all in. Right? He kind of goes overboard then. Well, if that's the case, then, then wash my hands and my head and my back and make sure you get under my arm. Like, like make sure you get everything. And, 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 the Lord, and, and then the Lord is just kind of like, it's okay. Like, if you're already clean, just your feet need to be washed. Like, it's enough. It's enough. And, and Peter's kind of like that. He's, he makes these bold statements, and then he falls short, and, and he, over, he goes all in in really excited ways, and then he, and then he falls short. And, and we'll hear in the next days how he says, I'll never abandon you. And then Jesus says, you're going to abandon me before the cock crows three times this night. But the lesson that Peter's learning is he's learning to be loved by our Lord and, and he's learning to submit to our Lord's love. And, and he's learning that like, he has to allow the Lord to redeem him. Because the one who has become the servant of all, you know, by serving us, gives us something of himself and we become like him by letting him serve us and then our hearts are moved to go and serve others. And that's, and that's a moment of gratitude when we do that. And as we remember that perspective of, of today is about the institution of the priesthood and you know, it's a reminder to me and all of my brother priests that the first and most important thing in our lives is that we allow our Lord to serve us, that we allow our Lord to transform our hearts, that our own conversion is the most important thing. I was blessed this morning just to be on a priest support group meeting with a lot of guys who have rearranged their schedule on a Holy Thursday just to remind each other that our own conversion is the most important thing. And then that we've been sent you know, to serve and not to be served, that that we're called every single day to, to try and be like our Lord, right? To try and be like our Lord. And, and it's constantly about striving. It's constantly about striving and, and just allowing our Lord to do the things that we can't do for ourselves. And, and so we do pray in a particular way for, for priests all over the world today that that their own conversion is the most important thing. And that they truly may be images of Christ's love. And, and then that each of our own conversions be the most important thing. 
if each of us lived as if our own conversion was the most important thing in our life, the most important thing in our day, it would change the world, right? It would change the world. Now, and that might sound like Peter making an overstatement, so we could just say it would change our family or it would change our community. It might change your neighborhood. <clears throat> it might just change the way you interact with the person at the grocery store. But that's what our Lord desires is to be made present. First and foremost, as he's made present in the Eucharist, but also that he's made present in the way that we allow his love to overflow in our love for one another. And, and so tonight we make that our prayer. And, uh, and I've, I've talked to 12 men who are gonna sit in the place of the apostles as, as I'm most like humbly sit in the place of Jesus. And, um, and so just invite those of you I've talked to, I think there might be a couple of, maybe they got sick or something, so if there's a couple of empty seats, I've asked Dana to give some guys a nudge. <laughs> Dean's looking at me like, uh-oh. <laughs> and, um, and so we'll continue with that. And so today, just tonight, let us continue to pray for the conversion of our hearts, the conversion of our parish, for priests all over the world, and most, in, most importantly, in thanksgiving for our Lord who has done great things for us and fills our hearts with joy.